So one day I'm on campus, right? And I got to say this particular day, it was pretty warm. It's probably like, I don't know, 85 degrees, nice little breeze, not too humid, but you know, I was in shorts, t-shirt, J's, the uniform. Um, so this particular day, I'm on my way to class. And if you know me, you know that the last thing that I want to do is be late to anything, let alone class. So this particular day, I get started on my journey to class. It's probably about, I don't know, 10 minute walk. But I like to get to class early because I like to be I like to be places early. I don't like to be late for anything. So I'm walking to class, right? And I'm not that far from class and I see Tamara. And I say what's up to Tamara and I ask how she's doing. And if you know Tamara, Tamara's going to tell you how she's doing. Now, I'm trying to get to class. So, I'm not really, I really don't have time for a conversation. It was more or less, a, hey, how you doing? That type of thing. But Tamara's so cool. So, she told me how she was doing. But as she was talking, I was still walking to class. And about 10 feet away, I see J-Boog and Autumn. And they, they're clearly waiting on Tamara, but Tamara, <laughs> in between the conversation with me, stopped to talk to somebody else. So I say what's up to Jay and Autumn, and they appear to be waiting on Chris and Audrey. Um, but I say what's up to them, and Autumn cracks a joke, and she always does. And we laugh, but I keep stepping. So... I look at my watch. I'm going to make it to class on time. That's no no doubt about that. But I kind of pick up the pace. So from that point, I come up on the quad. And everybody's hanging out on the quad, right? Again, it's a nice day. So if you're not in class, most people are going to be at the quad. But this day, I see D. Murph. And the OTR crew. And I could hear them talking because they, I mean, you, well, it's not, it's not hard to spot D Murph because he's like 6'9. <laughs> so, so I see D Murph and the OTR crew and they're talking about the top five NBA players. It's a discussion that I really want to participate in, but honestly, I don't have time because I'm trying to get to class. They are out here kicking it and kicking it hard and then somebody beside them started rolling dice so i was like oh snap this is gonna be lit if they're still doing it by the time i get out of class but i gotta get to class first so i say what's up to the fellas and i keep walking then i get about i don't know 60 yards away from my building where i'm going to class and i see doug 
He's from the north side. Doug is one of those people that, you know, when you talk to him, you realize like he's he's at this school and he's very young. Like he probably skipped a few a few grades to get here, but he's here. <laughs> and definitely worthy of being here. Um, and he had his headphones on, he was listening to music. I mean, that's if you know Doug, he's always listening to music. Um I walk about 10 more yards closer to the building and I see my man B Cox and I say, what's up? And B Cox immediately hits me with, yo, you heard that new Dre album yet? And I'm like, no, I haven't heard it yet. And he's like, yo, you got to hear it. He's like, come by my room later and I'll let you listen to it. You know, that's nice of him. But I'm definitely checking out that Dre album. Then I walk maybe about another five or 10 yards and I see Ty and Mia. They're always together. Um, I don't have time to stop and talk, but <laughs> in typical Ty had on a, um, a New Orleans Saints t-shirt. So in typical Ty fashion, he says, hey man, Matt Ryan is not a Hall of Famer. And I respond back, of course he's not. It's called the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Very Good. He's not. And we laugh. But I keep on walking. And to my left, I see Erica. Erica is busy, like, she's doing like five different things at one, <laughs> one point in time. She's on the phone. She's digging in her purse and she's trying to find her shades, which are on the top of her head but that's Erica um, then as I get closer to the building I see these cameras lights microphones and then I see B, Ken, FIFO, Nick Q was over there, Manny Spike Lou, Shelton it looks like they're setting up a video shoot um in fact, as I look again, they, they clearly are setting up a video shoot. Um, I don't know what they're about to talk about, but they're about to do a video and um, it's probably going to be dope. So I finally get to the building. I'm on time. I am. In fact, I'm about 10 minutes early. So I got a little time. Walk into the building. Folks are kind of milling around in the hallways and stuff. I see uh, my man Country Boy, and then I saw Sean Heineman. I dapped them up. Um, I saw Charlie when I turned the corner, said hello to her. And then I went down another hallway, and I saw uh, Nas and Jamel Hill. They were walking and laughing and talking about something. I couldn't hear what they were talking about. Then I turned another corner in the building and I see my brother Baylor. We dap up. Baylor's got on a hoodie, some shorts, and some slides. <laughs> He's so LA. <laughs> but we're going to the same class. In fact, all of us are going to the same class. So Baylor and I walk in the room and it's... Um, it's how can I explain it? it's auditorium seating right now in the seat closest to the door the two seats closest to the door 
is Questlove and Fonte. I heard Tate tell him something about a beat that he remembered. And then Amir starts to drum the beat on his desk. All of a sudden, I hear laughing. I look up. And in the far right section of the room, it's Babi and Maya. And their voices and their laughter are very distinctive. I'm not sure what they were laughing at, but whatever it was, it was funny to them. Now, you pan to the middle of the front row. Right up front is Bomani and King Germ. I could barely make out what Germ was saying to Bomani, but he was hanging on every single word. So I walk up the steps and I go to my seat, my usual seat. It's in the right. It's it's the right side of the middle, basically. And I sit down. One seat over is my boy Eclectic. We dap up. I look down and he's wearing some some type of Nike sneakers that I'm sure hasn't even come out to the public yet. (laughs) But that's who he is. He asked me a question about Run DMC and I pulled out my laptop. So I'm getting settled in, right? I look around. Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes are to my left in the front of me. They're high. Oh, then I see Victor Santiago walk into the class. You know, he considers himself to be a drinking champion. And from the looks of it, he's had a few already. Right behind him is Joe Budden. He walks past the third row of seats where Rory and Maul are sitting. No words are said. No exchanges. No eye contact even. But he keeps it pushing. And just before the classroom door closes, Bam Cabal walks in and she grabs her seat. Class is full, right? The lights dim. And the professor emerges from the back. The professor of this class is Reggie Osei. A.K.A. Combat Jack. And he begins the lecture. Now, while we're in this classroom, I'm sitting. I'm taking notes. And I'm focused. But the thing about me in this classroom is that you have to understand is that I'm not in any competition with anybody else in my class to be honest they're all classmates some of them I know well some of them I don't know at all and then there's some that I don't even care to know (laughs) if we're being honest it really doesn't matter who I'm surrounded by because in this classroom it's my job to do me there's a race for me to run and honestly I run my race like a racehorse have you ever seen a racehorse run a race and you see those things on the side of their eyes on the side of their face those are called blinders And the reason why they put blinders on racehorses is that so that they can run their race and they can stay in their own lane. 
And that's what I do. I stay in my own lane. I run my race. I do me. And I stay in my own lane. And it doesn't matter what those who are around me are doing. The focus is on me and for me to do and be the best me that I can be. Period. Staying in my lane. I do that pretty well. (laughs) If I do say so myself. So in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter if one person listened or one million people listen. The objective is to be you, be authentic, do you, and run your race. As you can tell, this is a big classroom. And there are hundreds of thousands, probably millions of people in this class that I didn't even mention. I just mentioned a few. But at the end of the day, All that matters is that I run my race and then I give you a piece of me. And what that piece is, is something creative and something dope that you can vibe to. And honestly, that's it.